This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the 94th edition of the SmackDown Review. Of course, I am one of your hosts, John Carrasco. You can find me on Twitter at BIGG underscore speaker, of course. And I know it is kind of weird today. I mean, it's just going to be me. Um, Mike, he's actually out. He's doing a, or he's at a high school reunion over the weekend, I guess you could say. And, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, I guess you could say this is going to be my first time doing this, breaking this whole episode down with y'all and everything. So, I mean, yeah, just kind of bear with me and just kind of roll with it, I guess you could say. I'm not trying to do like too many takes and everything like that. So just trying to do a, I guess you could say one take, if you want to quote Kanye Twitty. But uh, yeah, man, I do. I do feel kind of like out of comfort, I guess you could say. You know, just being here by myself and everything like that. But y'all just gotta bear with me, and we'll get through it. Like I said, and yeah, we'll just kind of break down the episode like normal and everything like that. Try not to give too much perspective or uh, details on a lot of things. I guess you could say just because I don't know. I'm trying to have to like narrate this whole thing by myself and. Oh, it's going to be a process, but yeah, definitely uh, appreciate everybody that's, you know, listening and everything like that, and welcome back, I guess you could say. I know I was gone last week and everything like that. I was actually out at a softball tournament, so I kind of, you know, I kind of took a week off, you know, enjoyed myself and everything like that. We had a good time out there, me and uh, Caleb Grant. I know Mike talks about him all the time, being a roommate and everything like that, but yeah. Shout out to him, you know, we had some fun out there, had ran a couple games, you know, definitely did better than what I thought, but yeah, I mean, it was fun and everything, and of course, here we are another week after, and now it's my turn to take over, so yeah, definitely, you know, things happen and everything like that, and you know, of course, events happen, of course, you want to be a part of them, enjoy them, you know, take everything in, and yeah, I mean, I understand why Mike's out there, you know, high school reunions, you get to meet up with all your old school friends and stuff like that, so I bet, I bet it's a blast, man, so uh, definitely want to give some shout outs to him. Hope he's being safe out there. And yeah, I hope to see him back on uh, Monday at work. But let's go ahead and get into this SmackDown review. Of course, it aired from Greenville, South Carolina on August 5th. And of course, it starts with just a, you know, SummerSlam recap, you know, kind of giving, you know, highlights of what happened and everything like that. And of course, if you missed it, it'd give you a little insight on like exactly what happened and everything like that so it was it was good you know how it started off but of course uh pat mcfee man he definitely he he steals the beginning of this man he's going off you know just bragging about like his match against uh corbin and everything and of course he's like giving like the highlights to like the kick that he gave to corbin in the nads and everything like that to set up the uh one two three for the win and everything so it was good you know so i mean he definitely like he was definitely rubbing in his face and everything and of course it kind of just skips to corbin being backstage and he's watching this all on like a little monitor and everything and of course there's a group of people that are standing behind him and they're all just back there chuckling laughing at him and of course you know it's getting under his skin you can definitely tell and then i i, I don't know ricochet he kind of just like steps up you know like tells 
uh, Corbin, you know, the karma is beautiful. You know, I thought it was going to kind of take a little left turn there. But, of course, that's what he said right there. So, I mean, it was all good. But then again, it turns into Ricochet just challenging uh, Corbin right then and there, you know. And, of course, Corbin doesn't back down from it. And that's how we start our show. And that's what it is. I mean, it kind of just goes to that. I mean, Ricochet and uh, Corbin, they go into a match. And, of course, I like these two whenever or actually just like like superstars, you know, these type of sets, like a big guy, you know, and, of course, like a good, like, flyer, I guess you could say, you know, and uh, Ricochet. But I, I like whenever they pair up these type of uh, superstars, you know, because it gives it, give, it gives a lot of like what can happen in this match, you know, you're never just expecting like, oh, just a couple like uh, heavy moves and stuff like that. No, you got some high flying, you got some off the ropes type stuff. So, yeah, it's all it's all entertainment from here. So I wasn't mad at this. I mean, I thought it was a good way to start off the show and I can't really be mad at it. You know, like I said, I mean, there are two good superstars. I mean, of course, uh, Corbin, he's trying to bounce back from his loss at SummerSlam. So Ricochet being that person, I mean, I, I don't think that was really a good choice. I mean, of course, Ricochet, he's an awesome performer himself. And gosh dang, yeah, he was doing some spectacular moves, I guess you could say, just like off the ropes and everything. So, yeah, it's definitely always good seeing these two. But, yeah, um, I don't know, man. Ricochet, he gets this picture-perfect, flawless shooting star. That's what... That's what Pat McAfee quoted it as, and that's what I wrote it down too. Just because, I mean, whenever he did it, I mean, it was perfect. The way he flipped and everything in the air, I mean, he had like so much height on it. I don't know. I thought it was good, but yeah, he hits Corbin with that, and of course, um, he gets the one, two, three for the win. And I don't know. The celebration starts from there. I guess you could say, Ricochet. He pulls out this football. He throws it over the Pat McAfee on the announcer's table. Pat McAfee, he signs it. He gives it a little boot, you know, his punting thing into the crowd and everything like that. And it was good to see, you know. I mean, definitely keeps, like, the crowd involved. And and it's definitely just, like, some wholesome content, you know. So, you know, you know he definitely made somebody's night by uh, giving them, I wouldn't say giving them, you know, kicking them in that football and everything. So, it, it was some good stuff. And, of course, like, he benefits from, like, the reaction of the fans, you know. They definitely love him and everything. So, it's always good to see whenever somebody does stuff like that, especially whenever they're giving away like merchandise or, you know, even even personal stuff, you know. So I, I think that's always good stuff right there. But, uh, yeah, after this, we're um, taken backstage and we're seeing Sami Zayn. He's back there, you know, pacing back and forth, I guess, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And it seems like he's ready to, you know, knock on the door, locker room of Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief and everything. But he's met by the Usos. And basically, you know, he starts congratulating them, letting them know, you know, they did a good job at SummerSlam and everything. And, of course, he wants to go in and give a congratulations to Roman Reigns, you know. So that's what he's trying to do. But, I mean, he's held off by Jey Uso. And he's just telling them, basically, you know, like, this is not the right time, you know. And then uh, Jimmy Uso, he says that he'll end up texting them later about it and stuff like that. So he was like, okay, you, you, you know, you'll text me. You know, so it kind of just uh, ends right there, you know, kind of just like Sammy, you know, walking away. You know, I guess I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what, what, what the motive is behind this on what he's trying to do other than a, uh, congratulations or anything. But 
I don't know. It's kind of some interesting stuff right there. So, yeah, definitely want to see like what turns out of this. But, yeah, definitely got some more to talk about that here along the line. And then following that, we get the uh, a, a short little video package uh, between uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey uh, from SummerSlam this past weekend. You know, just kind of going over like the tap out and then the the one, two, three uh, pinfall, I guess you could say. And I don't know, there's just some controversy in the air right there. And yeah, we'll uh, definitely bounce into that here in a little bit. But then we do get a match for uh, Shinsuke and Ludwig Kaiser. And this is a IC contenders match, you know. So definitely some some benefits from this for Shinsuke, you know. It's good to see him that he's kind of bouncing back into this role and everything like that. Um, I know the last uh, title run that he had with it wasn't probably the best you know but i mean he's bouncing back he's looking a lot better than what he was previously and everything so i think this is good for him i mean definitely you know keeps him relevant and everything so yeah definitely not mad at this but uh ludwig kaiser man he's definitely an impressive person i kind of or i wouldn't say looked him up but I, i mean i did under like marcel and everything like that from uh nxt and of course, he is a two-time tag team champion or NXT champion. So, I mean, there's definitely some, you know, he he got it. You know, that he has to be able to do this if he's actually had you know, title belts and stuff like that. So, I mean, I can't say that he's not a bad person in ring. So, I mean, definitely an impressive person. But of course, Shinsuke, you know, we we, we kind of knew what was going to happen here. You know, there's nobody else going against. Uh, Gunther at the moment so I mean of course there's only one way that this could have went you know so my whole theory on like seeing this and stuff I was like okay Shinsuke is going to be able to bounce back and kind of show us what 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 we needed to see rather than what we were seeing uh, back then so yeah he does um, get a win he he hits uh, Ludwig Kaiser with a uh, Kinshasa and that's it right there you know basically he won two threes on me it was a good match and everything But, of course, you know, Shinsuke had to pull through, you know, get this title run. Or I wouldn't say run, but uh, contendership, you know, maybe make the best of it. And I don't know, man. I definitely don't see him beating Gunther. But, gosh, yeah, that's definitely going to be a good match right there. And I'm definitely not mad at it. So, yeah, uh, Shinsuke, he gets the win here. And it was actually pretty surprising, man. We didn't actually get to see. Oh, I wouldn't even want to say get to see because those chops that Gunther have been given Ludwig these past couple weeks has just been horrible. So I'm glad we didn't actually have to see any of that, you know, maybe take the frustration out behind scenes and everything. But, I mean, good round of applause for Shinsuke. But then again, man, I don't even want to know what Gunther has in store for Ludwig for this loss right here. So, yeah, definitely, I don't know. I wouldn't say keep an eye out for that. But I think there is going to be some type of consequence coming down the line for this for this, for him defending it this way, you know, he should. He, I, I think that well, there was actually a couple of times where I thought he was gonna win. He had a couple one twos, you know, and I don't know, man. I thought it was just gonna go a different way for a second. Ultimately, you know, Shinsuke heats he gets that win, but we do bounce to a another video package of the Viking Raiders. You know, they're just going over what had happened last week with Xavier Woods whenever they had put his ankle in the chair, and then they smashed it with the. Well, with their shields, I guess you could say. And, you know, kind of just uh, it, it leads to Megan 
giving Kofi Kingston a interview backstage. And he's just basically like saying, you know, that it feels kind of weird, you know, just him being by himself without Xavier Woods or Big E beside him and everything. And right whenever he said that, I mean, I was, I was like, gosh, dang, it kind of relates to me tonight because I'm kind of in this little same situation. But, of course, you know, look at him. He's going to make the best of it. You know, he gets like a New Day rock chant going and every, New Day rocks chant going and everything like that. And so the crowd's behind him, you know. So he definitely he, he, he gets his uh, ego boosted, I guess you could say, you know, little adrenaline running and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it was definitely good to see him, you know, get get the best of that situation but after that we get another uh backstage uh scene with Sami Zayn and again here he is at the at Roman Reigns locker room you know just back and forth trying to I guess figuring out trying to trying to figure out what he's trying to do but then uh Jimmy comes out and he's just basically telling him you know just make sure that Roman's uh, music, his entrance, and his pyro is perfect, you know, so basically just giving them, them duties to kind of get them out of their hair and everything like that, and that's basically what he agrees to do, you know, he says that he'll make sure that he get or it gets taken care of and everything like that, and that's the end of that little short uh, uh, video, and then uh, outside in the ring, we get uh, Kayla Braxton, and she's uh, bringing in Liv Morgan, you know, so she brings, she announces the our SmackDown Women's Champion and everything like that, and of course she goes straight to, you know, asking like what what happened this past weekend at SummerSlam and everything like that with like the all the confusion about the her either tapping out, you know, or getting the actual uh, one two three win. But I'm, of course she is a champion, so I mean, we we see it what actually happened at that point but i mean everybody started chanting I, man i forgot what it was they, they were saying you tapped out yeah that that's what it was you tapped out so basically like the crowd's already against her and it's kind of weird because you know like whenever we're at SummerSlam, like everybody was like cheering for her, you know like they wanted her to win and everything but now that like this little controversy has happened like now are, are are we just turning on live like as if she she's just nothing right now i mean i i I just don't get it you know because she won she won basically i mean she the ref saw one two three he didn't see the tap out so i mean we basically see who is holding the championship belt at this moment of course you know i, I don't know what the heck's supposed to happen, man? I mean, of course we get like the gauntlet match and everything like that, but well, what's going on with like Ronda Rousey? I mean, of course she got suspended and she got like a fine and everything like that, but like, what what more details are we needing to see? You know, because at this point, I mean, we're kind of just like, who's next? You know, like of course we're gonna f- uh, figure that out here in a sec, but right now we're just kind of like, ah. Uh, I mean, I don't really see nothing. Of course, like Liv, she comes out in like a sling and everything. So, I mean, of course, she's like hurt. She can't really compete for it or anything like that at this moment. But now we're just at a crossroads of who's next, I guess you could say. But Liv, she begins to try to explain herself like, I guess you could say, like, quote for quote, the elephant in the room of what happened and everything. 
And then she's interrupted by Sonya Deville. And she comes out and she's basically just trying to say that Liv, she doesn't deserve to be the champ. And, of course, she's going to be, or after she wins this uh, gauntlet match, that she's going to be the one that takes the championship from Liv at Clash at the Castle. So, of course, or of course, she's basically making some bold statements early on and everything like that. But then that's what we transition to right away is a match between Sonya Deville versus Aaliyah for the start of this whole uh, gauntlet match and everything. So, I mean, it starts quick, you know. I mean, of course, um, you know, Sonya Deville and Aaliyah, they start going at it and everything like that. And the new move, I, I want to say that Pat McAfee uh, referred to it at was, was DeVille's advocate that she had hit on Aaliyah to get the win on this. But I, I thought it was a pretty nice move. It looked nice. I mean, she, it seems like a, like it was pretty smooth and everything like that. But, yeah, I mean, she gets the win on uh, Aaliyah with that. And, of course, she bounces to the next opponent, which is Raquel Rodriguez. And then Raquel, she starts running it for a while. You know, she's... You know, big person, you know, she's powerful and everything like that, very strong. So, yeah, she starts to dominate, and you could just tell, like, okay, yeah, uh, uh, Sonya Deville, she's definitely about to lose this one. She gets hit with the Tahana Bomb for the one, two, three, and, of course, that brings out the next uh, opponent, which is uh, Shotzi. And she she, she puts some uh, work on Raquel, and she starts – I guess you could say starting wearing her down, you know, trying to put, uh, put her in like some, some uh, submissions to kind of cool off the momentum that she got rolling on right now. And I mean, it, it works for a good second, you know, but I mean, same thing. Raquel, I mean, she's just a dominant force. She starts to power back and then she basically just gets the win over Shotzi, bringing out Zia Lee. And this was like, okay, I was thinking Zia Lee, she might be able to get the best of her, but. I mean, all she really started doing was attacking, like, a certain part of the body, you know, starting to weaken her, I guess you could say, and it it, it works. I mean, it, it starts to slow her down and everything like that, and, of course, she's a tall person, so if you can keep somebody down on the mat as long as possible, you know, that's the best way to do it, but, I mean, she ends up, uh, or Zaylee actually gets eliminated by uh, Raquel Rodriguez with the Tana Bomb as well, and then we have... Next up is Natalia, and right away, you know, you got to think like Natalia. Oh yeah, she was backstage, like, or backstage watching this, you know. So of course, like, right whenever she comes out, she goes for that left knee, you know. And of course, that's you know a good focus point at the moment. You know, she's definitely been got some wear and tear, wear and tear on it already. So I don't know. I mean, she. I, I say she went for. Went went for the veteran move on this, you know, like pointing it out and everything like that. And I, I'm not mad at it because, like, of course, she's taking advantage to try to improve her chances on winning this match, you know, move on to the next opponent. But, I mean, you can't stop Raquel. That, 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 that's one thing it's, like, clear to see, I guess you could say. I mean, she's just – once she starts going, she's rolling. And you can't be mad at it because – if you look at Raquel, you think, oh, yeah, she, she's a she's a believable winner, I guess you could say. And I don't put nothing past her, of course. I mean, she may have her little, what would you say, weaknesses, I guess you could say. I mean, you can't really point them out or anything. But, 
I mean, there's ways to defeat anybody, you know. I mean, if choke them out or something like that or, you know, the submission, any type of deal, you know. I mean, that's basically like how it is in this uh, sport, I guess you could say. But eventually, um, Raquel Rodriguez, she gets a, this was a pretty massive power pawn to me on Natalia. And that, that's it from there, you know. She gets the one, two, three, and then brings out the next opponent, which is Shayna Baszler. And whenever she came out, I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one right here. Just because you have a brutal person and you have a like heavy hitter, I guess you could say. I'm mean, not saying Shayna Baszler isn't strong or anything like that, but I think she's just more of a... I'm a really hurt you type person, I guess you could say. And that, that proved in this part because right away, you know, she starts doing like stomps on the knee, she like kicking uh, like hands and wrist and everything like that. So she's definitely like she's she's making you feel some pain, I guess you could say. And I'm not mad at it because, you know, somebody got to make the women's division, I guess you could say, more believable. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, we, we don't have no good women that that don't perform awesomely i guess you could say but i mean if you think of a person that's going to put you in th- or through some pain you, you know you think Shayna baszler or in my head at least i mean so i mean of course we all have our different opinions and stuff like that but i don't know man me fighting Shayna baszler i think okay this is probably a bad match right here i guess you could say i know i'm kind of ranting off on and stuff like that but yeah, man, I, I I wouldn't want to see her in a match, but I mean, she definitely does get the the best of Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, she gets the I I don't even know what happened right here. I mean, because Raquel Rodriguez, she was like she was doing her spinning her spinning elbow bomb off the top rope, second rope, I guess you could say, and Shayna Baszler, she like transitioned into a a counter from some way she like catches her in between her legs and then puts her in a a chokehold and like basically just holds that for like a majority of the end of the match you know and i was like sitting there thinking like that's actually like real like you could see like raquel rodriguez face turning like purple and stuff like that and you can tell her body's just kind of going limp you know and then michael cole he actually says it you know she's fading she's fading and eventually like you're you're sit, you're standing or sitting there watching this. Like, is she ever gonna let her go? You know. So I mean, she, they both like kind of like walk into the corner, and it's weird because like Raquel, she's in like arm distance of grabbing the rope, but she doesn't ever do it until about a good like I don't know, maybe like five seconds of standing in the corner. I guess you could say like seeming like as if she's like barely regaining her like consciousness or her breath, maybe. But yeah, I mean. Shayna, she definitely put her in a a pretty tight hold, and it definitely looked as if it was taking the most out of her. So, I mean, that that's what she is, I guess you could say. You know, like I said, she's brutal. That's type of you know match to expect from her. But I don't know, man. But yeah, so it, somehow it turns into like Raquel. She pushes off the corner of the ropes, and then like I don't know, like falls into some type of like roll up, I guess you could say for Shayna and she gets the win, the one, two, three on that. And she becomes the contender for the women's championship belt here at Clash of the Castle. So yeah, that's something definitely to look forward to. I mean 
I don't know what's safe or live right there. I mean, because, yeah, I think Liv is definitely going to take a nice little beating for holding that belt and everything like that. But if she can pull this off, man, she can. Very believable as a champ or a woman's championship for me. You know, if, if she can somehow pull off this win against Shayna Blazer at Clash of the Castle, I'm all for it. So, yeah, Liv Morgan, hopefully you get out of that sling as quick as possible, you know, get back to training, get your body right. Because, yeah, I think Shayna, she's definitely going to put something, put, put put some hurt on you, I guess you could say. And like I said, if she pulls through, it's going to be awesome. But um, after that, man, we get a basically a squash match in my eyes because you basically got Viking Raiders versus, I, I only caught one of the names, Tommy Gibson. And basically it was just like, some local talent, I guess you could say. I mean, you can tell these dudes were just set up for failure from the very beginning because these guys were no nowhere in the same physique as the Viking Raiders. You know, you got two humongous guys over here in this corner, and then you got two two small guys over here, and they're just getting tossed around, you know, and it, it was pretty bad. I do feel bad for one of the guys. He got, like, powerbombed onto the other guy, and, it looked like it kind of messed up his stomach, ribs, area, you know. And basically, that's how the match had ended right there, you know. Just pinned one guy on top of the other guy, and that was the win right there, you know. So, I really can't say much about this besides I feel sorry for them guys that just came in here for at least, like, three minutes and just got completely beat up from the start of the bell to the end of it. And... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be them. But, I mean, of course, you know, Viking Raiders, they're getting this little push. But I I just don't understand why they had to completely go and get nobody to show that these guys are vicious, which they're called, you know, vicious Raiders or Viking Raiders or whatever you want to say. But I don't know, man. I just felt bad for those two. But, of course, you know, stuff has to happen. Gunther, he went through a couple of these where he but. Or he put some people through some pain, I guarantee. And I guess that's what it is with these, you know. I mean, you can't really say, like, who's supposed to go against who. I mean, obviously, they're hurting main people from the roster and everything in Xavier Woods, you know, with the ankle and everything. And definitely taken away from the New Day. I mean, they're definitely down two people already, and it's just not looking good for them. Of course, Kofi Kingston, he's holding his own at this moment, but gosh dang. But yeah, while the or at the end of this match, you know, Viking Raiders, they kinda tossed the the two guys out of the ring and, you know, doing their little celebration and everything like that. And then out of nowhere here comes Kofi Kingston with a kendo stick and he's going to town, you know. He's basically just like beating up on both of them with it. You know, this thing is breaking and everything. So yeah, he definitely got some good wax in. But this basically turns into a a singles match between uh, Kofi and Eric. And it, it was quick, you know, what wasn't too much. Uh, it was a good back and forth. Uh, Kofi, he eventually gets the win. Uh, I don't know. It happened, it, well, what, what I would say is like it basically happened outside of the ring, you know. Kofi, he jumps onto Eric. And then here comes Ivar with a kendo stick to try to, you know, whack him a couple times. But, Kofi counters it and he ends up hitting Eric or Ivar with a kick to the face. 
And then this basically like transition into the ring, him and Eric at, at the time. And then it's basically just a quick little roll up for Kofi Kingston, you know, definitely uh, takes advantage of this. He gets the win and he definitely uh, defends the New Day's name in this sense, you know, getting a good win, you know, singles match and everything, showing what he can do, I guess you could say, with nobody else in his corner. And, you know, basically just pulling it off. You know, I'm, I guarantee uh, Xavier Woods was happy for him. Big E probably rooting for him as well. Shout out to Big E, hopefully, or actually both of them now because they're both hurt. So, I mean, hopefully everything, you know, is going good with them, speedy recovers and recoveries and everything. But, yeah, he definitely he, – he, he did what he had to do to defend himself as well, you know. So, I mean, that was a good thing and everything and – Definitely can't be mad at it and definitely want to see what comes about this next week and everything. So after all that, we are uh, taking backstage again. Guess where we're at? We are at Tribal Chiefs locker room. And of course, we got Sami Zayn standing outside again. Now, I'm so curious of why this is getting so much time, you know, just for them to basically like just keep pushing this guy off you know i mean not taking anything from Sami Zayn. i mean he's definitely he's definitely the character you know he i think he's doing pretty good in this role and you know what he's trying to be and stuff like that but i mean it's starting to get to that point like what what, what is he doing what like what, what is he doing to like i guess make any of this like easier you know the road smoother type stuff you know i mean i guess he was helping out whenever he was helping with like entrance distraction type stuff you know that maybe i don't know a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago i guess you could say but that's it i mean i can't really see i can't see a direction on what he's trying to do or the plan that he has set for this you know so maybe if we're able to see him talk to roman reigns and maybe describe what he's trying to do or i don't know i mean i like i said i just can't see what it is, I mean, but for them to be holding him out like this, I mean, I'm not mad at it either, you know. Of course, you know, he's the he's the odd guy out, I guess you could say. I mean, doesn't really make sense for him. Of course, it was kind of just like a, like a leap for him, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, he is met by the Usos again. And, of course, he's still trying to talk to Roman Reigns, you know, congratulate him and stuff. But then Jimmy Uso, or actually Jay Uso, sorry about that. He just tells him, you know, he's like, well, basically he's just, he's talking about all the gold that the bloodline is carrying, you know, and he's basically like, I guess, taking a shot at Sammy saying that he needs to start carrying his own weight or he's going to have to take the bloodline shirt off real soon. You know, so he gives him ultimatum i guess you could say you know like either start doing your own stuff you know making your own name i i, I don't know if he really meant it like that but i mean of course you got to start you got to start making your name for you i guess you could say at this point you know because basically you're just like you're just wearing our shirt for nothing you know like you ain't really helping with nothing uh, paul Heyman is doing more of a job than you and he does all he does is talk i guess you could say and I don't know. I mean, I guess I can kind of see that, too, from, like, one perspective. But, I mean, then again, what what's the what's the motive be, 
behind Sami Zayn and all this, you know, like, what was the whole point of him doing this from the very get? And I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see it going anywhere. I mean, I guess you could say where we're at right now, like a stop and a halt. Like, yeah, you got to start doing your own thing type thing. But other than that, yeah, I don't see no direction for it. And it's kind of good that we're kind of seeing the Jey Uso part, you know, because the whole time he's just standing there, you know, mugging. Doesn't look like he's comfortable with the situation. Like, I don't know, man. So, yeah, he definitely like barks at him at this time and definitely gives him like the expectation that he has to have going forward with this. So I wasn't mad at that. I mean, I guess you could say it kind of led us to the direction that it needed to go. But following that, we get the, of course, you already guessed who it was, the bloodline, your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He's here, you know, of course, he has a couple things that he needs to address, which he starts off saying, of course, he hits everybody with the or Greenville, uh, South Carolina, sorry, with the original Acknowledge Me. But then, I mean, of course, he he, he says that he has some uh, things that he wants to address. So basically, the uh, first thing is he hates Brock Lesnar. You know, so he's definitely giving his little rant about, like, what happened and everything like that. And, of course, he's, you know, going into, like, the F5 that Brock Lesnar had gave uh, Paul Heyman, and of course, you know, just saying, you know, give prayers to him and everything. You know, the wise man, he's in the hospital and everything. And of course, here comes Drew McIntyre. His music hits. He comes out. He's basically, well, he basically just interrupts. You know, he's calling, um, he calls Roman the tribal queef. And yes, I did say that right, the tribal queef. And I do not, I do not acknowledge that. Let me say that first and foremost i guess you could say but yeah that that didn't ring with me i guess you could say and it actually i mean i, I ain't gonna lie i kind of laughed at it but then again i was like you gotta watch it man but then again it's kind of hard because you got drew mcintyre going against roman reigns now you got two you know awesome superstars of course you know what side i'm on and everything like that in the long run but yeah it's kind of hard to kind of hard to side right here but like I said, ultimately, we know what side I'm ultimately on. And, yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns all the way, I guess you could say. But, I mean, he starts coming down, or Drew McIntyre, he starts coming down the ramp and everything. And he's basically, you know, just, I don't know, talking to Smack. And he asked the crowd, you know, if he want or if they wanted to see the bloodline get their asses whooped tonight, you know. So, of course, they pop for it and everything. And... The most unexpected thing happens. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody like predicted this before, but I mean, of course, I mean, from the people that were like writing in Discord and everything like that at the time of this all happening, I mean, it was a big shock, you know. So I mean, I'm definitely it, it's new to me. I mean, I've of course I know NXT and everything like that, but I mean, uh, the person that comes out is Karrion Cross, and People lost it. Michael Cole, he was actually surprised as well. He didn't even know. And it was just it was just a crazy moment because you start it or well, it kind of throws like us for a loophole because now now what what does Karrion Cross have to do with the involvement of this Clash at the Castle match between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns? But of course 
Karrion Cross, he actually, whenever his music hits, you know, it's kind of blank for a little while. I, I want to say Scarlet, she's back there holding an hourglass at the uh, entrance and everything at the very top of the uh, ramp, I guess you could say. And then, I don't know, just out of nowhere, Karrion Cross, he just starts, he, he runs up on Drew McIntyre, he hits him with the blind side in the back and everything. And he just starts welling on him from there, you know, takes him down to the ramp. He slams him into the stairs, steps, and everything. And Scarlet, she puts, like, this hourglass, you know, on the ring, you know, facing. I wouldn't say facing, but, you know, visible to the bloodline and everybody that's in that little area. You know, she flips it, you know, and, of course, the sand starts dripping, you know, falling, pouring, whatever you want to say. And then... I mean, what 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 can you take from this other than, like, your time is very limited, you know, with the hourglass type deal, you know. What, wasn't anything said between Karrion Cross or the bloodline? It was just a, a stare down, a kind of confused look. It looked like from Roman Reigns in a way, like, well, what is this all about? What's it for type stuff? But I don't know. Like I said, it kind of throws us in the loophole because now we got an extra person jumping in the middle of a feud for what you know because like i said he attacked drew mcintyre so is the like attention towards drew or is the attention towards roman you know just because there was two different situations that happened in all this little time i guess you could say but yeah i mean it definitely looked like like carrying across like him him coming out him being revealed i guess you could say was a big a big surprise for everybody. Like I said, I mean, Discord was going crazy. More than a handful of people, I guess you could say, was uh, bouncing for it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kind of cool to see. Like I said, I mean, he's new to me and everything. So it's kind of awesome to see, like, an- another face coming in. Especially with, like, everything that's been going on. With, like, people being brought in. It's definitely starting to show that, that Triple H is, like, taking over i guess you could say i mean of course like twitter and everything that's like all the feed and stuff like that so that's where i'm kind of getting like my insight on it and stuff so if triple h is doing this man i can definitely say like round of applause because me as a fan as a viewer you know like i'm definitely on my on the edge of my seat now you know just because like everything's starting to spice up in little ways but then again it's going to turn into a big boom at the end of this you know so I'm, I'm i'm excited for it i'm ready to see like some of the new faces that are popping up i mean of course i'm pretty i'm pretty sure everybody's seen like the bailey the eo sky the dakota kai you know all of them coming back and everything i'm pretty i mean yeah there's more people and everything but carrying cross like i said tonight it, it's just it, it's just crazy like the direction of how things are changing already it's like fast you know it's it's only been a week you know of course monday raw Mon- monday night raw had already came out and that was a banger you know I'm, i wasn't mad at that show at all i mean it was definitely it was definitely something to watch uh this past monday and of course <clears throat> smackdown sorry about that i mean we come over here and we're starting to get new stuff already too so i mean like i said it's starting to change direction in some way but in the long run it's starting to be good you know and i'm all for it so i can't really complain about it uh keep bringing these new faces i guess you could say because i mean of course you know 
I wouldn't say people get tired of like the same stuff, but then again, you have like so many of these repeat segments and everything. You you definitely can like fill some of that time with something more valuable. I guess you could say another storyline or another another feud, some something like that. You know, it's just like so many different options that they can do now. Now that they're adding people rather than just keeping it focused around like three to four people. You know, so it, it, it's a good thing for me. But yeah, that's basically how we go off the air. I mean, we just have a pretty intense stare down between Carrying Cross and the Bloodline. You know, just I don't even know what, what to think about this. You know, Drew McIntyre all laid out over there by the steps and everything. But I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, we're we're getting the new stuff and it's coming quick. You know, so just gotta go with it, roll with it, and take it how it is. I guess you could say, but. Yeah, that is it for our SmackDown review. I mean, tried to do this as best I could. I know, man, I said that it was going to be like a one-take thing. Gosh, thing. this thing took me so long just trying to get this all situated and everything. But, I mean, it, it was a fun process. I mean, definitely like some learning and stuff like that that I had to do with like the editing and all the backstage stuff of podcasting, I guess you could say. And it was it, it was cool, like I said. It was definitely like a new experience to me and Man, I felt like I butchered this show, but then again, we got it, we had to get it pumped out for you, and I didn't want to disappoint anybody, and I might have done it with this episode, but then again, like, it's all just me spreading my wings, I guess you could say, you know, that's what Mike said to me whenever he told me about this this morning and everything, and yeah, I had a good day to digest it, I guess you could say, I mean, of course, from like 8 o'clock this morning, but I mean... Oh, man, the nerves were there the whole time, you know, still thinking about it. And then especially whenever I got in the seat and yeah, it's 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 just been a tough little time, I guess you could say. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I do appreciate y'all for, you know, giving me time and or giving us the time, I guess you could say, you know, because it's, it's a pretty big deal that we got going on. I, I just see it as something, you know, casual, you know, just like talking to y'all like. Of course, I mean, I might not be able to spark the interest that a lot of people other or would, you know, but as long as you are with me, I mean, I'm here to do this, you know, so I mean, it's all fun and I take it as serious as I can. You know, I hate missing and everything like that. But I mean, of course, like things do come up and of course, you know, try to enjoy life as much as I can. Pretty sure that's what Mike's got going on right now. I'm, pretty sure i mean and he, he, i swear he better bring me a uh, barbecue plate that's all i'm asking for but man yeah i did enjoy it tonight and i do appreciate y'all for listening and everything like that and of course you know if you're tired of all those ads you know you you want to become a patreon member you hear us talking about like being in the discord server and everything like that and being being able to you know just to well for me i mean I, I sit and I sit back and watch now. I felt like I kind of crossed the line one time with DJ Kuzmo. Shout out, you know. I accidentally uh, said that he was or stated that he was a Raiders fan, and it was kind of it was kind of an awkward moment. I mean, I guess you could say, but it broke the ice between us. I mean, it was cool. I guess you could say he didn't take it offensively or anything like that. And that, that that's one of the one of the first people that I've had a. Uh, a interaction with on here so you know it's definitely cool to have those interactions you know like i said i embrace them if y'all have any criticism for tonight's show i definitely want to hear it. i know i know i'm gonna listen to this and i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna criticize myself and like i said it's not it's not bad or anything like that i'm, I'm 
trying to do this, you know, and everything like that. And if Mike's gone, I mean, I want to be able to be the dependable person to pump out this soda for y'all and everything like that every week. And like I said, I mean, just a new experience for me and just got to get it down. And once I get the talking down, I guess you could say, that's whenever things will start to smooth out. But yeah, like I said, I do appreciate y'all for listening and everything like that. I do want to give a shout out to all the listeners, I guess you could say, appreciate y'all for tuning in every week and yeah, making this part of y'all's week, you know? So yeah, that's a big thing for me, I guess you could say, because man, it's crazy. Like the amount of people that listen to this stuff and I don't know, it just blows my mind every time like Mike or, you know, Matt, they have like a new milestone for themselves and I'm just like sitting back and I'm like, dang dude that is pretty cool but yeah uh definitely want to give a shout out to mike i hope he's having fun out there you know enjoying his time and football season you know he definitely he has his football function you know it's streaming on any platform that you're listening to this on if you want to check that out you know preseason's next week you know so it's about to start getting juicy and these guys they do their work you know they definitely put their time into it they do a lot of research i mean it blows my mind with the amount of content that uh, Mike can come out with, you know, just between him and his co-host Terry, you know, so it's crazy, you know, but yeah, football function, definitely check that out. And yeah, if you're interested in football and stuff like that, yeah, it's something that you want to look into, but that is it for us. I mean, we are going to wrap it up here and I do appreciate y'all and everything like that, like I said before, but yeah, let's, Go out there, enjoy a good weekend. I hope y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, see y'all back here next week. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. 